Living Dead in Austin is brought to you by the Armadillo Podcasting Club. Did you know if you see a pumpkin, you should kick it? Because it might have an armadillo inside. How does the armadillo get in there? We don't want to talk about it. It's very embarrassing. (laughs) (laughs) For more armadillo-related facts, to find out how you can access episodes a day early, and to see some cool merchandise and information about our other podcasts, visit us at armadillo.club. The sun's going down in Bonton, Louisiana, and things are about to get weird. Hello there, you're listening to Living Dead in Austin. We're reading Charlene Harris's Sookie Stackhouse novels. I'm Alice Sullivan. I'm Jeff Lake. And I'm Mike Sparkman. And today we're going to be reading chapters 15 through the end of From Dead to Worse, book 8 in the Southern Vampire Mystery series. Previously, Sookie finds herself in the middle of a were-war, but entirely through her own doing. Like she literally calls both factions on the phone <laughs> and has them sit down on either side of her. Luckily, when yeah, things she, turn... She's like, okay, you guys sit on either side of me, and let's just see what happens. <laughs> that, that, that was her plan. So when things turn predictably violent, uh, luckily, Claudine and Sam are there to take a couple of wolves to the face for her. The next day, with a newfound thirst for soup war, Suki finds herself at the epicenter of a hostile vampire takeover. Yes, literally the next day. I went and checked my notes. It was the next day. <laughs> Using inside info from Quinn, the Vampire King of Las Vegas mopped up the entirety of Louisiana's vampire leadership, save for Eric, who is coated in a thick layer of plot armor, presumably in the shape of a very sexy mankini. Uh, I gotta say, if vampire takeovers are this easy, I'm surprised this doesn't happen all the time. Oh, shit, maybe they do. You know, I mean... Maybe this is just happening all the time and we just don't hear about it. Every yeah, three what years. do we know? So yeah. he hasn't been involved with them that much. Yeah. Maybe this. Maybe Eric's been the head of this thing for like, you know, literally as long as Sookie's known her, right? That's it. Mm-hmm. Anyway, uh, this particular battle ends in an alliance, although it seems likely that there will be consequences here. Also, Sookie breaks things off with Quinn. There are a lot of things Sookie will forgive. Assault, murder, lies... Being a vampire pit fighter, but having a crappy family is where she draws the line. Sorry, <laughs> Quinn. Uh, but no, seriously, run, dude. Take the out and never look back. Sookie is trouble. Yeah, like someday, months from now, you're going to look back on this and, and this will be a turning point for the better in your life. I, I really believe that's true. <laughs> I love the part when she was considering whether or not she was going to sick her fairy great-grandfather on him. Yeah, right? <laughs> th- th- this, this dude could have ended up dead a lot of times since me- meeting Sookie, right? Yeah. He didn't really... Do anything wrong, right? No, not I at mean, all. He could have. He could have emailed her or something. No, he can't. She didn't have email. Yeah. He could have called her. No, uh, he he wasn't. Number one, he didn't have access to the phone. He was concerned that they would they would track him. Number two, Sookie only recently got a cell phone, so it's actually kind of hard to call her. I guess that's true. But he could have. I don't know. Called and said, "I'm okay," right? anything right like somebody stopped by her house and took the car they could have left left like, a note a yeah. sticky note on her door right yeah, yeah. bt dubs totally not dead yeah Q. <laughs> yeah but no didn't do any of that so i don't know yeah chapter 15 so i'm confused because i sookie wakes up and there's a random man in her house but he's not in her bedroom yeah i don't know let's not know which bedroom is hers (laughs) you don't want to accidentally be in amelia's bedroom (laughs) it's like there there are like three or what four bedrooms in the house yeah something like that he's got to make sure uh, he ends up in the right place yeah in fact there's two men in the house and neither of them ends up in sookie's bedroom i know so bizarre yeah you would think amelia's dad or the chauffeur like surely right yeah Mm -hmm. you think so uh, but Copley Carmichael gets Amelia to ask if Sookie will introduce him to the Vegas vampires for business purposes. Uh, 
Yeah. So what Sookie should be doing with all the murders going around is laying low. But uh, she's like, yeah, I'll broker a business deal with the new vampire leadership for you, right? Like, but I, wouldn't I, take any money for it. He offers to pay her and she turns him down. Lame. Oh. Yeah, that, I, yes. She should take a lot more money for these things that she does. I, I completely agree. Because we have, we have this thing that repeatedly happens where she's involved in a horrible massacre uh, that gives you, the kind that gives you psychological scars and the next day she has to go to work. Yeah. And her boss gets mad at her because she's rude to some jerks. Man. Yeah, I feel like that's happened a lot. So she agrees to talk to Eric on Carmichael's behalf. Also, it's a mistake because she needs to establish she has a business relationship with this guy. Not that she's doing favors for him. That's that is true. true. Yeah, yeah. yeah. She, she doesn't want to be in the in his mind in the category that his daughter is in as you know somebody that he owns. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Speaking of, uh, I I won't pretend to understand the nature of this uh, relationship, but it, anyone else think it was a little weird that. His chauffeur was chopping Sookie's wood. I guess he was bored. <laughs> I mean, that, I I've gotta never say, been that bored. Yeah, <laughs> like chopping wood is hard. Like it is not an easy thing to do. He's just like, eh, you know, whatever. Well, I uh, mean, it kind of sort of implied that maybe the guy sent his chauffeur to do it. Is so, it maybe uh, to make Sookie think better of him as part of the the sales pitch? Yeah. Uh, either way, I think this is this might be one of the very few times that I didn't think it was super weird. Her offering to make him a sandwich or whatever. Yeah, he's yeah. out there, like, yeah, chopping wood for you. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, maybe maybe they did a little bit of research and know what Sookie's into. Like that time, Ed, uh, Edward. Oh, my God. Not Edward. <laughs> Eric. <laughs> wow. Like, you remember the time Eric got her all the new gravel, like, but the really fancy gravel for and, her drive, and she got all hot about that? Oh, yeah. Like, mm, that was good stuff. Gravel, yeah. chopping wood, yeah. Yeah, this is, this, is, this is on her list. That and, like, terrible violence. I also think that Tyrese doesn't, or should we call him Marley? Like, I don't know, they call him different, right? Yeah. I think that Tyrese is more than a driver, right, clearly. I don't think your, your driver, you don't send your driver to go chop wood. Yeah, he's That's supposed true. to be also like a bodyguard. Yeah, so there's more going on with this guy. Mm-hmm. He's maybe more of a, I don't know, assistant or lieutenant or something like that. Maybe. It's it is like gently implied that Carmichael has like some shady business yeah. and stuff, right? Yeah, maybe even I, like mafia connections. I think it's notable that 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 Sookie's like, oh boy, another dark organization, but not a supernatural one, just a normal bunch of human criminals. I love to get involved in this stuff. <laughs> yeah, really, really. Yep. Uh, but after that, she takes the opportunity to get out of there as fast as she can. Yeah, quite right. She sees Arlene and Tanya talking, so she reads their minds, and Arlene's boyfriend is super anti-vamp, like, to the point where he wants to murder vampires and possibly the people who associate with them. Which is, you know, just typical Fellowship of the Sun. Yeah, Fellowship of the Sun bullshit. And then Tanya... I think it's notable. I'm not on the Fellowship of the Sun's side, but I'm not not on their side. (laughs) I mean... Vampires, vampires do literally... They, eat, they kill people, right? Yeah, and, but, but and not all, all of them. All these vampires that like just announced themselves, like the ones that haven't been made vampires since the announcement, they've all killed a lot of people. Well, yeah. you know, like that was a long time ago. It was months ago, It was like, right? like two years ago, right? <laughs> yeah. You know, there's what, statute of limitations or something, right? I don't yeah. think so. If nobody knows that you did the murder and it's been long enough, then, 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 then you know, it's no take back seats, right? I'm not a lawyer or a vampire or yeah. a vampire lawyer, but I don't know if that's how it works. I think that they would probably argue that they had never actually killed anyone and there was no proof saying that they had. 
Hmm. I guess that's because all those hurricanes, <laughs> yeah. yeah, tornadoes, floods, people like, tripping down the stairs. What natural disasters? Yeah, they, yeah. they tripped down the stairs and all their blood fell out. Walking down the stairs carrying <laughs> two pencils, <laughs> got it right in the neck. Very tragic. <laughs> and, and they bled out, and weirdly enough, all that blood just soaked right in the ground. You can never find it again. <laughs> yeah. uh, but in addition to uh, Arlene's boyfriend being, uh, you know. Maybe a very reasonable person, uh, concerned with the, the vampire situation. Uh, Tanya, she learns that Tanya is actually being paid by Sandra Pelt to fuck with Sookie's life however she can. And I was just thinking, like, how much is it, if, hypothetically, if I wanted to do this, right? Like, how much do you think it costs to send a random person to mess with someone you hate? Hmm. Well, at least minimum wage, right? Yeah. Well, you're, it's not her sole job, right? Like she's she's allowed to have other other jobs. She's working I for. I mean, she moved to another town, though. So I mean, she, yeah, she had a career. She left it behind. That's fair. So, but I guess she is like a part-time bartender or whatever, just picking up work like Amelia is. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's just just curious. Like now, I'm suddenly inspired. You know, <laughs> <laughs> just just pay somebody. It's like you don't have to move. Just whenever you get a chance, fuck with this person's life. Yeah, make friends with their friends and, and turn them into jerks. Yeah, it's very very vague uh, job requirements. I don't know. I feel like I would need more concrete goals to be given. That's fair. I, I mean, like, mm-hmm. I, if I think you have to hire the right kind of person, someone who's like naturally malicious, you know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and uh, then it's a lot easier. Yeah. So Suki decides to come clean to Amelia and see if she can help. So Suki reveals oh. once again the literally worst kept secret in northern Louisiana. Yeah. But <laughs> like, like, remember that chair you were sitting in when you ate breakfast this morning? Funny thing that happened in that chair. Yeah. <laughs> but but before I, I think it's funny that before she gets there, she goes down like a, the mental list of people that she could sick Tanya on, and she she's like, well, no, all those people would just kill her. So yeah, she yeah. like she finally gets to Amelia. Like, and like, she's like, Eric, no, he killed Tanya her. doesn't even know. Doesn't even know how close she is. Like yeah. that Bill would kill her, Eric killer, Alcide would kill her. Grandpa would kill her. Grand, yeah, grandpa would do something really bad to her. <laughs> <laughs> like I don't even know what one of what fairies fuck with, you know? Like, yeah. uh, Sam might kill her? Maybe, maybe Probably not. not. Yeah. Probably Sam, Sam probably wouldn't kill her. But he might kill her. He's he, he's killed before, you know. Like, yeah, he, he doesn't seem to mind it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and but they they finally Google uh, the pelts and find out what happened. Sandra's back to tormenting her because her parents died. Yeah, I mean. And I'm assuming she's spending her inheritance on paying Tanya Grissom to I don't know shit in Sookie's rose beds or something. <laughs> yeah, she's like ever since then it's just been smelling weird whenever I walk out of my house. <laughs> oh god, you know that would actually be really fun if you like found little ways of really irritating somebody. Yeah. Like you go into their house and you change their underwear drawer and their sock drawer. Yeah. Or you yeah. just like leave things in, like leave like bits of food in random places so it just starts smelling over time. Yeah. Like somehow figure out how to give them paper cuts. Yeah. That's could, like for me the ultimate annoying little thing. You could just like, you know, mess with their locks so things fall off. You know, like there's a lot of little things you could do. Like I said, if that was your job, you know. You yeah. I think the first thing I would do would be to sign them up, put their put their phone number out there, like everywhere, so they're just getting yeah. nonstop spam calls. That's a great point. Yeah, good idea. Yeah, uh, I would do that. Add them to every list. Emails. Sign them up for like a bunch of like weird porn sites. You know. Yeah, everything. Yeah, so they get all that spam. Yeah, oh, yeah. that'd be a good way to start. Lots of options. Mm-hmm. But Amelia says she will consult Octavia, and Sookie makes a rookie mistake and says, oh, Octavia can stay with us for a while, but does not specify how long. Uh-huh. You never do that. Well, yeah. I, I, 
I feel like the way she phrases, she made it pretty clear that that was not her preference. Yeah. It was like an option. So yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it's possible that Sookie realizes since her house is murder central that any stay at Sookie's house is <laughs> fairly short. That's a, that's a good point. Amelia is like lasted a pretty long time at this point, but you know she did put those defensive spells all over the place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe maybe the the two witches will have a better run than most. <laughs> But true to her word, Sookie does call Eric as soon as night falls. Um, mm. Like she, she does, she's like fast about this. So I don't know. Um, and they, she also does like a a little like check in on how things are going. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Um, it's it's interesting that he's been taking some wanderings through his newly restored memories, and uh, Sookie, you know, she is not entirely opposed to it. No. Yeah. No, so, indeed. Uh, but no, there's no time for vampire phone sex right now. She has to get to work. Yeah. And at work, Claude and Claudine come into Merlot's. Niall wants to talk to her. Yeah. Uh, she's kind of mad that... Or no, he's mad that she hasn't called. And the twins ask her to call him when she gets off work. I was just like, this guy's kind of needy, right? <laughs> yeah. He, yeah, he just he showed is. up in her life. Back off, dude. Suki's got a lot going on in her life right now, you know? I mean, like, he's, he's just... He seems pushy. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Uh, but Copley Carmichael comes in after that to meet the vampire who's representing the new king of Louisiana. Sandy. Sandy Seacrest. Sandy the vampire. Okay. Sandy the vampire. <laughs> These names, I don't know, man. Sandy the Vandy. The winter shift is over. Sam wants to talk. Mm-hmm. Chapter 16. She has a little chat with Sam after the bar closes. The wares are coming out soon. We'll see how that goes. It seems like it went fairly smoothly in the United States for the vampires. I think it's funny that they have like a message board. For the, the, the website where they all talk? <laughs> I mean, sure, right? Yeah. I mean, why not, right? I would call it like, I would call it www.wooftweethowl.com or something. <laughs> Wooftweethowl? I would call it the, the World Wear Web or something like that. Some really dumb name like that. Mm-hmm. It's good too, yeah. Yeah. And I don't know. I feel like, I feel like the vampires had the advantage that they were all like ancient and had a lot of resources. They're all rich. Yeah. You know, it's really easy to uh, be a horrible, murderous monster in America if you're rich. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) I have no idea what you're talking about. (laughs) Right? Uh, But the werewolves don't tend to be so rich. They don't have like these these centuries of accumulating piles of ill-gotten wealth. So I don't know if it's going to go so well for them. Yeah, so far, uh, like the the wares that we've met seem to be nearly exclusively either small business owners or working working class right like yeah maybe not the pack leaders but yeah i mean even the pack leaders right like well i mean alcide's family was super wealthy but yeah he owned a construction company so that's yeah but you don't see them in like most of they don't seem to be in like office jobs they don't seem to be in like right political positions and that kind of a lot of them are in the military yeah that's right yeah Speaking of the military, we get a little history on Sam. We do. Yeah. He lived in Wright, Texas and joined the army. Uh, And I looked it up and Wright, Texas is indeed a place. Oh. There ain't much there. It (laughs) it literally doesn't even have a Wikipedia article about it. It's so small. We should should write one about how Sam's from there. Yeah. Yeah, Sam Merlot. Sam Merlot. But they do have a a Labrador breeding kennel, which made me wonder if... Charlene Harris was having fun when she went there. Uh, <laughs> yeah, hey, but Sam's got to have some fun, right? It is indeed a place west of Fort Worth. But I, I was actually, considering how mysterious Sam is, I was astounded at how mundane his up- upbringing was, you know? It's yeah, just it's like, pretty boring. Yeah, it's like, I thought there was going to be some big dark secret, but no, it's just 
Yeah, yeah he has siblings. I guess every other guy that Sookie has ever been sort of into has got a dark past, right? Yeah. Because well, they usually have a really long past. Mm, the vampires point. do. Yeah, but his dad left him some money when he died, so he bought Merlots. Which I'm assuming he only bought because it just happened to have the same name as him. Well, that's my name. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it makes perfect sense, yeah. right? Um, yeah, but when they leave the bar, Niall is there. Chapter yeah. 17. Wait, he's like moonbathing though, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, he did He did have a lot of questions for her at that point. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was asking about uh, the were- vampire war she was in, the werewolf war she was in. Uh, and uh, Suki has the gall to say to him that this is not her usual thing. <laughs> no, this is not normal for me. Suki. Like, oh, oh, really it Suki? totally, totally is normally your thing. Um, in fact, I kind of have this feeling, like in my, in my, in my, in my gut, that keeping Suki alive is about to become like a full time job for her, her grandpa. <laughs> you know, like. Um, but I mean, it's it's funny though because like she gives him this rundown on recent events. And he's not even mad about it. He's just like, he's like, honestly, I'm kind of impressed, you know. Uh, he's concerned about his granddaughter's life choices, but ultimately, uh, he knows that right. uh, chain fighting Sookie is going to chain fight. So yeah, she's going to be who she is. Uh, I think, yeah, he's. It, I think it's he's convincingly, convincingly written. He's trying to feel out this relationship because he feels that he has to be more kind of grandfatherly in terms of protecting her and providing for her and guiding for her mm-hmm. guiding her and she says get the hell out of my life what are you talking about like i never i don't even know who you are yeah it's 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 interesting because like he's i was i was thinking about this of the the weird things that she knows in her life he's the least human creature that she's interacted with right true. Oh, that's true he yeah. has his own world and everything with the exception of maybe the, the Britlingans. Huh? The Minad and the Britlingans, remember? Oh, oh yeah, that's right, yeah. yeah. The, does he know about the Britlingans? He must, he, right? He does. Um, but but yeah, so I mean, like, it, his frame of reference is weird for everything. So yeah, I, I, she, she asked him to come have dinner at her house sometime, and I could, all I could think was like, that's going to be a really surreal experience. Like, the, what, is, what does he want for dinner, right? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, so uh, also Sam now knows about Suki's fairy grandfather. So she can talk to him about it. It's That's like, nice. Yeah, nice to have someone to talk to because you know, the big secret thing, right? Mm-hmm. Chapter seventeen. Octavia is indeed moving in. Yeah, yeah. This uh, this this happens real fast, huh? Yeah. She wakes up with an extra witch in her house. Yep, and, and she's gonna be living across the hall. She's not thrilled about it. No, I don't blame her. Yeah. It says twenty-something-year-old woman having an old lady move in across the hall from you. Yeah. She's like, man, I just got rid of Gran. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, right. I mean, Graham left, and she immediately had like a literal revolving door of dudes in her bedroom. Mm-hmm. So That's that true, might yeah. be curtailed having Octavia around. Uh, yeah, I, I wonder if she cares. I don't. I mean, at this point, her prospects are somewhat limited because she's you know booted a bunch of them out. But you know, it's yeah. good to have the option, right? Yeah. But on the bright side, they do have a plan to help Suki with her Tanya problem one, once and for all, but not murder. Yeah, they, decide- they do toy with the idea. She, yeah, they decide she needs to uh, talk to Calvin first because Tanya is living out yeah. in Hotshot. I thought the conversation was a little funny because she was like, okay, I just want Tanya, like, gone forever. And they're like, okay, got it. It's like, wait, 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 no, no. I want her to just, I want to never see her again and have her never, never interact with me ever again. They're like, okay, yeah, got yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> easy, easy. Really <laughs> okay, 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 no, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, we got you, we got you. <laughs> 
No, 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 not murder. And it's so, so, so he's got all these annoying restrictions, you know? Uh-huh. Uh, but despite those annoying restrictions, the witches do offer some options. Yeah. I love how she says, she she has to explain about Debbie Pelt. She says, it's a story I was extremely sick of repeating. I'm sorry, Sookie, that <laughs> the time you murdered that woman is, you know, yeah, boring you, for you to recall. You are the victim here, Sookie. <laughs> Have you thought, Sookie, maybe if you didn't tell so many fucking people how you murdered Debbie Pelt, maybe you wouldn't be so bored with telling the story? Right. That is definitely need-to-know information. Yeah. You could just say, I don't want Tanya around. She hates me. <laughs> yeah. She's going to put a plaque on that, like, on that chair that's like, here died Debbie <laughs> Pelt by <laughs> my hand or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's like a picture of a shotgun next to it. It was self-defense-ish. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, you know, when, when they call Calvin to help, he's surprisingly, like, down with it. He, first of all, he's like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. When, when they're like, Tanya's there to spy or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, but I, I swear, this guy would be a slam dunk if not for the whole incest tribe thing. You know? Well, plus he's yeah. stubbing Tanya as well. Yeah, he has, you know, but who I, hasn't, right? You know, I, I feel like... <laughs> <laughs> I feel like we're, we're seeing Tanya through the eyes of Sookie Stackhouse. Who does not like her? Mm-hmm. Yeah, but maybe she's got a lot going for her, you know. Yeah, she might. I think she's supposed to be cute, right? Mm-hmm. She yeah. seems to be pretty smart, right? She she achieves things. Yeah, uh, he he ties Tanya up to bring her to Suki that <laughs> evening, where the witches do a spell to make Tanya lose interest in Suki and no longer feel like she has to obey Sandra Pelt. So yeah, they've got a little conversation. I gotta, I gotta say this. This magic they're doing to her, it feels a whole lot of, like, evil mind control to me, right? They seem bad, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I suppose this is better than killing her. Yeah, but it, I was just like, this reminds me of, like, the, the what's it called? The, um, from the other book. The mind control that they do. The compulsion. Compulsion. This is just like compulsion, right? Oh, like yeah. Like, she forgets, yeah. like, the things that she, and, and suddenly her, like, her drive changes. It's yeah. still her, but, like, you know. She, she doesn't, doesn't know why she's been doing the things she's been doing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, she's still kind of obnoxious, to be clear. So didn't seem to change her personality. But yeah, know. but that's not what they wanted. They didn't want to change her personality. That's yeah. right. Yeah, but it seems they just want her to job. fuck off. Yeah, seems like it's worked. But Tanya doesn't seem to be out of their lives. It looks like she really is fitting in, in you know, the incest capital of the world. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, over hot at shot. Hotshot. Yeah. yeah, that's right. Yep. Uh, but yeah, we we find we find the connection though. Tanya is Debbie's cousin. I think we might have known that. I don't I feel like they told us that, but I don't remember. if we did or not. Yeah. But yeah, we knew there was some... So anyway, that explains that. And um, that evening, she has a little chat with Bill after everybody leaves. And Sila <laughs> Pumphrey is gone. I know. He's like, so uh, my girlfriend moved uh, to another place. So uh, you want to... Hey. And so he's like, go fuck yourself. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No. <laughs> Let me... <laughs> Come on, Bill, don't, man. don't I get bonus points for like deciding I liked you after the Queen of Louisiana told me to date you, even though you're so disgusting and it's so degrading to do that? <laughs> yeah. But somehow, Sookie was not uh, overtaken by lust at that point. No. Uh, but she does feel a little like morose at this point, you know? Yeah. I honestly, at this point, Bill seemed not be interested in Sookie for a while, and now he is again. I wonder if he's just been sent to get with her again by somebody, right? Oh, that's a good point. Yeah, yeah. Right. under the king of Louisiana, the new king of Louisiana. Right? Yeah, he could have been like, go go tie her to us or whatever. I mean, fuck, hopefully Carmichael could be paying him. Right? Yeah. 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 That's a good point. Uh, yeah, that trust is gone. Yeah. She, and, and rightly so, you know? Mm-hmm. She, she does not owe him anything. Yeah. 
Chapter 18. So she's at work the next day and Jason comes in and he asks Suki to check in on Crystal while he's gone. Immediately, I was like, this is this is weird. Like, red yeah. flag, right? J- be- Jason being Jason. It's like, this is ominous, right? Yeah. And sure enough, when Suki goes to check on Crystal, she <sighs> finds him mid-bonathon with... Uh, with Jason's uh, co-worker. So, yeah, someone we just met, yeah. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. I Okay, and I get that this is kind of a fucked up situation, but Suki's response to this was like fucked up too, right? Yep. She said something like, "Oh, I guess this is why you lose all your babies." And I, I was thought, like, "I thought like, yeah, holy whoa, shit, so yeah, like, dude." I mean, I I get, I get it. You're mad, but you just took something that might be the worst moment of this person's life and made it definitely the worst <laughs> moment of this person's <laughs> life, right? Yeah, like that. That was a that was a. Yeah, she stone cold. Finds her like having sex with the guy and says, "No wonder you have so many miscarriages." Like, <laughs> fuck. <Wow. laughs> fuck. No, people are only mean to her because she's like they think she's weird or something, not because she's a stone cold bitch. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Not because she reads their minds and, and finds the most hurtful possible things. <laughs> yeah. Turns out when you can read someone's mind, you can really dig that knife in there. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Uh, but she's upset, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. She storms out, and Calvin's there too because Jason is thorough when he wants to fuck something up. And, yeah. And, and and like him setting this whole thing up, this is a big like this is a dick bag move. Even if the other stuff that happens didn't happen, this would be a dick dick bag way to handle this. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Like you can't talk to your own fucking wife about this. Yeah. Talk like, about avoiding confrontation and putting the problem on somebody else. Yeah. Yeah. So, and, and sending in to be blind to this. Yeah. yeah ball, right. Man. Uh, so, of course, based on the vows that we've uh, recently re- been recalled, there's going to be a ceremony, and it's probably not going to be very pleasant. No. I, I, okay. But I have to say, like, right after this, Suki is, like, she's taking this whole thing really, really hard, right? Like, she's had less of a reaction to the numerous deaths over the last few weeks, many of whom are people she knows and likes. Uh, I don't understand why she's so, like, demolished by finding out that Jason's wife was cheating on him, and because... Let's be honest, this is a move that everyone saw coming, yeah. and, it, and it's very possible that Jason would have done the same thing, right? Like, either one of them, right? I, I don't understand why this is like, so, wrecking her so badly. It's her, he is literally her only family, and I think it's more personal to her than when she's seeing, like, randos die during a war between witches and, and wares or something. She, she saw uh, Maria Star die, and she yeah, really liked her, right? that's true. I think it's also, she had warning of that, too. Yeah. Uh, in this case, it's sort of an ambush. Yeah. Yeah. So she might be shocked also on top mm-hmm. of everything. And I think she's got a little bit of jealousy too because she does think at times about, throughout the books, about how much she would like to be married and have children. And so maybe she's extra insulted by it because this woman has what she wants. And just kind of throws it away. Yeah. Yeah, okay, that makes sense. Yeah. But she goes home and she has a think. And she sits in the chair, quote, that had seated so many visitors lately in her bedroom. <laughs> <laughs> so Suki, yeah, at Suki's thinking about that. Yeah. <laughs> Suki, I don't know, maybe move that chair out of your room. <laughs> maybe it's just a really comfy chair. Everybody who comes to yeah. your house is like, Best oh, chair man. in the house. Yeah. <laughs> we're gut around Bon Top. You go to Suki's house, sit in that chair. Yeah, nice. if you're not sitting in the chair where Debbie Pelt was totally not killed <laughs> by Suki Stackhouse, go sit in the chair in her bedroom. <laughs> That's right. See, that's something they don't say. They, she actually doesn't have any other chairs in her entire she house. She has two chairs. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, yeah. everyone sees the blood on the, that one chair. They're like, I'm g- I guess I'll I just think I'm going to sit in that just, chair. Yeah, sit in the one in the bedroom. <laughs> 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 oh, but 
they have to go and whatever this ceremony is going to be, which we know is not going to be pleasant, is going to take place out in Hotshot. She shows up and everyone is there and it's awful. God, yeah. This, like the, Going into this, I knew it was going to be something kind of horrible, but like this is worse, right? Like, first of all, Jason, the piece of shit that he is, makes Sookie do it. Like, he could be the one to take the this thing and he's like, no, I want Sookie to do it for me. Well, this is the hor- the most horrifying part to me is like she was totally blindsided at Jason and Crystal's wedding when she was told that she would she would might have to take the penalty if he fucks up, right? Yeah. So it could have been her, which Calvin says. A- absolutely. She yeah. if if Jason had been the one to cheat, which again, very, very possible. Yeah. Then Calvin would be breaking Sookie's hand. And she had been forced into that without having any understanding of what it actually entailed. She just knew it would be real bad. So yeah, Calvin is gonna take Crystal's punishment since she's pregnant. And Jason, once again, total piece of shit, is making Sookie take his place to break Calvin's fingers with a brick. Yeah, I, I know I've been saying this for a while now, but like, especially double extra fuck Jason, right? Like he's, yeah. he's the worst. Yeah, it's a very unpleasant scene. Chapter 19. Sam and Eric confront Sookie a few days later to find out what's wrong because she's having a real rough time. Yeah, like the, this, this, you know, there are things where I'm like, eh, I don't know. But this, to me, is... Absolutely warranting someone feeling like shell shocked, right? Like she's she's understandably uh, having a rough time with this this experience. Yeah. And at this point, she's kind of running low on confidence, right? Uh, with with Jason now being the person who made her do this thing. Mm-hmm. But uh, <laughs> but when Eric waltz, waltzes into Merlots with his blood magic thing, uh, Suki suddenly feels. Compelled to talk, you know? Yeah, she perks up some. She has a little chat with him after work. He's not too happy under the new king. And then super awkwardly, the new king kind of shows up. Yeah. For you know, I was so like, I guess he wants to meet Suki, so he followed Eric or something? Well, I was like, what? why is the king of Louisiana, sorry, Las Vegas, now Louisiana, in Bontop, right? Yeah, <laughs> like, well, he's of the king places. of Nevada, Arkansas, and Louisiana now, I think. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, I have, I have a few questions about this chapter. Yeah. Yeah, like I don't know why he shows up other than to be like a cool surprise. And maybe he maybe he's checking up on Eric because this is a new acquisition and Eric's disappeared. He probably was following him. Yeah, and I, I I thought it was a good break for Eric when that he snuck up right when Eric was saying he's super cool, ruthless, and and really good looking and yeah. clever. Do you, do you think Eric knew he was there? You think so? I was yeah. kind of wondering. Like Eric is that kind of that kind of guess, clever, right? I guess he is. Yeah, he might have smelled yeah. him or heard yeah, him. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, either way, uh, Suki, realizing this, this was an awkward situation, uh, takes the opportunity to leave, mm-hmm. but doesn't make it very far because her dangerous shit is going down and I'm not in it sense is tingling. <laughs> yeah, that's one of my big questions. Why did she turn around and go back? Because she, she felt a surge of unhappiness through her bond and she's trying to figure out, because she's like, I'm not feeling unhappy. Why am I feeling unhappy? And I thought, figures it's Eric. I thought she, he was... She was feeling that, at least I, I found that not too obvious because like she was feeling that when she left that Eric was feeling nervous about this mm-hmm. and then she's driving away and she's like, and Eric, and, I, and I'm feeling nervous and probably because Eric's feeling nervous, I better go back. And then she sneaks up. Yeah. Well, she gets some crazy strong surge of emotion, but yeah, mm-hmm. it's, it's not, yeah. it's not real. Yeah. The impression clear. I got is that she was like kind of like there was a spike essentially in mm-hmm. the, in the whatever feeling. Yeah. Um, so she turns around and goes right back to it. To find Sigebert alive uh, and in the process of slowly killing Eric and the new king. And here's my question. Why didn't she walk away? Yeah, right? This is 
Great. Now, she likes the bear, doesn't I, she? I get that Eric has one big reason to care about the well-being of her friend Eric, right? Uh, you know, well, sure, the blood bond and also the uh, phenomenal Viking dick. But, like, if <laughs> Sookie chose this moment to turn around and go home, I think her life would probably get a whole lot easier, right? Get a lot more simple, for yeah. sure. Yeah, right? But, yeah. But no, Suki decides to hit Siggy Bear with the, the biggest object she has handy. Yeah. Her car. Yeah. Twice. <laughs> well, to be to, uh, to be fair, Sam is also captured up in this just because he like happened to be walking. And that's a that's a very good point. She likes Sam. But if Sam wasn't around, it might think, make things a little easier too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> her life could get a lot less complicated. Yeah, I'm just, I'm just saying, you know? Yep. But uh, she, she opts to get involved. Um, so she hits Siggy Bear with her car and then backs over him and then parks her car on top of him so she <laughs> right. can go free everyone else. Which seems a little excessive at first, but it does not hold him down. <laughs> yeah, no. it only slows him down. He just uh, like bench presses it off. Uh, but uh, once again, Suki releases Eric. Okay. Releases Sam. Okay. Didn't have to release the new Vampire King, right? Yeah, like her and Eric and Sam can take Sea of Air. Yeah, like, we could leave that guy for later. And, you know, see... This- See how it goes. Yeah. Something, you know, like if, if that vampire king disappears tonight. I mean, wouldn't be the first vampire royalty to disappear. <laughs> That's true. So is the implication that the Queen of Louisiana sent Siebert to kill, to off the king? I thought it was just a revenge thing. Yeah, that was, okay. uh, my impression was that he was uh, like mad with grief and was going to get revenge. You okay, know? Yeah. okay. But Eric beheads him, which made me sad because I sure liked those brothers. Yeah, they were, they were the coolest. Story. Yeah, and apparently they were they were legendary. Like uh, the, the Vampire King says something along the lines of like he's heard of him, you know. Mm-hmm. But uh, that is the end of Siegbert. Eric goes and chops his head off. Yep. Bummer. Yeah. So everyone's released, and everyone but uh, Siegbert in Suki's car is okay. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but the, on the bright side, the king says he'll pay for the repairs or get a replacement, so that's nice. Yeah, I mean, she did decide to save him, and so having, I guess, having a vampire king in your debt is a good thing, even though I'd rather just not be on his radar at all. Well, mm-hmm. yeah. I, just, yeah. I just feel like if this guy died all of a sudden, Eric has a pretty good chance of being the new vampire king. That's all I'm saying. Mm. Mm, it's true. It's a good point. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Well, anyway. Yeah. That okay. it, was, it was the decision she made. Yeah. Mm. It's over. Chapter 20. Uh, Dawson, Trey Dawson, remember him? He fixes Sookie's car. And it turns out he has a crush on Amelia. So that's nice. Mm-hmm. She offers him a Coke and a sandwich, by the way. A Coke and a sandwich. Yeah. I mean, he had been up, like, fixing her car. Yeah, so. you know, this is He'd another, been working. another situation where I think it's reasonable to, to, to be uh, offering him some, some snacks. Mm-hmm. He, he says, Amelia is a healthy woman. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm actually surprised he fixes... A little bit of head tilt. That's an odd compliment, right? Uh, you know what? Everyone's got the thing they're into, right? Like He's into... Strong health. immune system on that one. What, what does that mean? Yeah, good good for breeding? I is, don't know. is that what it means? Like robust, a good childbearer? Good teeth. Uh, Solid rump. Clean hair. <laughs> muscles. Yeah. Glossy coat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, you'd think running over a huge vampire with a car would do some real damage, but apparently not. He was like, no, I just replaced a couple parts and scraped out the vampire guts, and it was good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but she's driving along, she sees Alcide coming out of the local lawyer's office, which is very confusing to me. I'm not sure why he was there, and it's never explained. 
Yeah. Like, why do people keep showing up from Shreveport, which is a real city, to this little bumfuck <laughs> out back of beyond? Uh, I don't know. Maybe he actually had some legal business, right? He's got a big construction company yeah, all over the place. Like, but Sid Matt Lancaster, the lawyer of Bontemps, is not like <laughs> not likely to be the best lawyer in, in Shreveport, right? Like, yeah, surely. Yeah, and why? Yeah. yeah. If they're if he is also wait no he doesn't even live in Shreveport he lives in Jackson. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Shreveport is just where he does business because of. His dad's company. Yeah, but whatever. Yeah. We don't. We don't know what that's about. But I kind of suspect he's there because he's trying to hit on Suki, right? Maybe because he he kind of made like they have like an awkward conversation, like how's Pack doing, how are the kids, and he does make kind of a low key pass at her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Did you Did you know my my girlfriend died? Not not the one you killed, the other one. <laughs> <laughs> Which yeah. probably didn't kill. Yeah. Just saw die. Yeah. Just yeah. just, just happened nearby. Yeah. <laughs> But he also confirms what Sam said, that the wares are going to be coming out soon. Yeah. <sighs> when she gets home, she finds Octavia and Amelia doing yard chores. Yeah. So that's good. Uh-huh. And when Bob shows up, they chat about him, and <laughs> Octavia decides to actually change him back. She's been intentionally not fixing him as an excuse to stick around. I was yeah. so pissed off about For this. For days. Yeah. Which is suck. I know. Wow. And... And she had come from Katrina. Uh-huh. So she knows like how many missing people there are and how devastating it is. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. This is wow. so messed up. Oh. It is so messed up and like Bob is understandably in like super super traumatized by it. Yeah. And he doesn't know Katrina happened and he like doesn't have a home anymore. Yeah, and... That was odd. Did he not understand English? Because that's no. gotta be I, on the news. It, it seems that he did not. It seems that he doesn't remember any of the stuff from being a cat from what we, we, we can suss here. And it's also super fucked up because apparently like he has a bunch of family. They weren't in New Orleans but they were in another part that got really badly hit by Katrina, so he doesn't even know if the family that raised him is alive. Yeah. This guy has had his life destroyed at the whim of a couple of random folks. And it... Oh, man. And, and like, even coming out of it, like, like he's had... He has, like, remnants, right? Like, he's... The the cat thing has really messed him up. Yeah. (laughs) Like, he's, he's eating food, and he's, like, not sure how it tastes anymore. Yeah. He, like, keeps doing cat things by accident. Like... This guy is never going to be the same again. I know. So, Sookie gets him some clothes and some tea and a sandwich. Yeah. Not not the witches. Not, not the witches. Not the witches. No. So, I don't know. Yeah, th- th- this was like, oh man, this pissed me off. It made me so mad. Like, fuck you, Octavia. Seriously. <laughs> yeah. She's Sorry like, oh. you didn't want to sleep on the couch at your niece's house anymore or whatever. But, like, go fuck yourself. Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. This poor guy. I know. I feel... I feel very bad for him. Uh, chapter 21. Um, Pam and Eric come in. Well, Alcide comes into the bar. She is a doubly a friend of the pack. Pam mm. and Eric come into the bar, and she now has formal protection from the vampires after saving the king's life. So she's a friend of the pack, so the werewolves are going to protect her. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Eric and Pam are formally going to protect her. Mm. Yeah. Her grandfather is going to protect her. Uh-huh. Is anybody else going to protect her? Uh, I mean, you know, we're keeping a list. Yeah, what? It's still, still, still young. She still doesn't seem very safe, does she? No. I, I gotta say, like, in this chapter in particular, it struck me how many people come to Suki's job just to, like, bother her, right? Like, <laughs> I, I get that a bar is a cool place to meet up and all, but, like, if randos were showing up at my office to chat, it's going to get real old real fast, right? Yeah, yeah, that could, that could happen, like, once or twice. 
before my boss would start being like, you need to conduct this business elsewhere. <laughs> like, these people can pick up a damn phone, right? Like, yeah. can, find me when I'm not trying to get paid, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, also, um, sorry, I do want to point out that Sookie takes Bob shopping or whatever, uh, because currently his wardrobe consists of a sweatsuit and flip-flops from the girl who turned him into a cat. Um, but they're also trying to come up with a cover story for where he's been. Yeah. And I was like, this is actually not that hard, right? Like there was a hurricane, like this, like a bunch of, you could be like, I don't know, I was in a coma in a, in a, an emergency mm-hmm. hospital. I was a John Doe cause lots of people were in a, like, I don't know. What, what would you use as the, the cover for Bob's absence? I was thinking about this. I would just say I was turned into a cat <laughs> and cause what would people do if you just stuck to that? No, I was turned into a cat. Yeah, so I, I, like I, I lived in a small happened. town with this witch who turned me into a cat, and then I got turned back, and now here I am. They would assume, like, you had some kind of, like, mental breakdown or something, right? But right, they would yeah. stop asking. Yeah, exactly, right? They would Eventually, they would stop asking, and, you know, they wouldn't have you committed or whatever if you were competent in the other areas of life, which we're not sure Bob is. Yeah. I would say I was in rehab in one of those places that doesn't allow you to have, like, phones or anything. Mm. Oh, yeah. I had, yeah. I, I had a, like, a low level, a drinking problem, so it's not illegal, you know? Mm-hmm. I had a drinking problem... And I wanted to get 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 better, and I'm better. You know, yeah. I'm back. Yeah, it's good to be back. Mm-hmm. I, I tell them I was fighting in the Kumite in Thailand. Mm, yeah, yeah. Bare knuckle boxing. But then they're going to ask you to prove it. You know, like they, then there's like they're going to have to demonstrate I, your skills. I tell them I, I saw things that I never want to see again, and I just can't. I can't raise my fists in anger ever. Again. <laughs> <laughs> I'm putting away my Kumite gloves. <laughs> <laughs> the Kumits are actually yeah. what they're called. Kumits. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> Obviously, yeah. <laughs> There's some asshole fellowship of the sun guy in there, and he like bumps into her on purpose, so she smacks him over the head with her serving tray. I know, right? like, like th- clearly this guy doesn't know where he is because Sookie is the one person in that bar that you do not want to fuck with, right? Yeah, yeah. Like, like, like everyone in the bar is like, "You are lucky, son." <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, she she brains him with a tray and he and his buddy uh, stumble out, probably crying, I assume. After she had demonstrated that she has vampire friends. Uh But I guess like religious fanatics like that wouldn't... They're not afraid of dying. Yeah. Yeah. Uh Well, they're they're not... They don't have a good sense of self-preservation when they should. Exactly, yeah. Uh, But she goes home and Niall is waiting for her and she decides to ask him to find Remy Savoy, Hadley's ex-husband. I gotta say, like... He, so he showed up solely to ask her if there's anything he could do for her. And this is starting to make me feel suspicious. Like, you know, if you know fairy lore, there's mm. like, they've got a lot of weird laws and rules. Right, and right, like, right. there's deals. And they, like, fairies are notorious for this shit. Yeah. And they, all they, I can think they is like... They gifts, but they're, the gifts are cursed or they don't work the way you think they do. Or they, they have strings to... attached. or Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And all I could think was like, this guy's got another angle, right? But mm, yeah, I don't know. I yeah. Either way, she like as you mentioned, she asks for help finding her cousin's kid, and uh, he delivers. He delivers, yeah. He he. I, she, I assume he just googles it, right? <laughs> probably, right? <laughs> yeah. Like this is this is just an internet kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but she also asks him about like why he's so enthusiastic, and he gets really cryptic. Like I, I'm trying to decide if this is suspicious or we just chalk this up to the fact that. As I mentioned, fairies are not not even remotely human, so well, he's just weird, right? I suppose we'll find out in future books, but but my read is this this feels accurate, right? He doesn't know how to be a grandfather, so he's he's there saying like, "I want to do something for you. I want to do grandfather stuff for you," but I don't know how to be a human grandfather, so he's really weird and bad at it. That's kind of what I'm wondering is that this is just like he's just like an alien and he doesn't know how to be human. Uh, he as if to punctuate that, as he's leaving, he tells her she smells like his kin, so. 
you know, that's cool. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Grandpa. Thanks, Grandpa. I, <laughs> I love it when old men smell me. <laughs> you smell that family. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, Alice, as you as you mentioned, he doesn't waste any time. When Sookie wakes up, like it's presumably just a few hours later. Yeah. She's got a letter waiting. Yeah. Yeah. So she decides to go. She meets Remy and Hadley's son Hunter, and she has to tell Remy that Hadley is dead. Yeah. That's rough. Yeah, this is. I mean, he he, he seems like he kind of suspects that something's wrong. Yeah. You know, but because of course throughout this entire thing, Sugi makes liberal use of her mind reading ability. Right. It's mm-hmm. like this guy has no no private mm-hmm. thoughts anymore. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Knows everything that he's thinking about Hadley. Everything is he's fearing all of it. She yeah. she does actually do a, a a Sookie scan on him too, right up front, right? Let's hear it. Uh, uh, his nose was big, his jaw stuck out a little, and his eyes were a little wide spaced. But the sum of it all was this man was a man that most women would look twi- look at twice. Right. I was just like, wow, okay, just, just like yeah. picking him apart, huh? Just give give him a seven point three on the scale, right? <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, she also does read his mind. Uh, yeah, and frequently. Speaking of that, holy shit. Hunter, the little boy, can read minds too. Yeah, this this I, I had a feeling about this because like Hadley was also part fairy, but as we know, it occasionally skips a generation. Yeah, so. there's some sort of essential spark or something that it doesn't seem like many of the descendants got. Yeah, but uh, it turns out he did. Yeah, yeah. and Remy Remy kind of knows he knows, but he doesn't know. So so he yeah. tells Remy that she'll be there to help. Yeah, I thought this was really affecting. Right, me too. Yeah. I've heard so much about how. Uh, how hard it was for Suki growing up without any help, without knowing why she was different. Yeah. And she can be there for this little kid. And she yeah. can teach him. Like, like you know, the, one of the reasons Suki had such a hard time is because she couldn't, like, block those things out. And she's learned all these tricks over the years. So she could start teaching him to defend himself, you know? Yeah. So, yeah, I, I, I agree. I thought this was really sweet, you know? It was. And uh, I, was, I was super nervous about this Remy guy just because, you know, it's... Hadley was a little a little sketch, mm-hmm. and yeah, this guy vanished with her kid. I was like, oh no, is this going to be? But no, he seems like a totally, so far a totally reasonable dude, and seems to really care about the kid. And his really his only concern was that Suki was going to do something crazy to try and take his kid away. So mm-hmm. I'm uh, I'm glad, you know. Yeah, it's kind of a nice a nice uh, nice resolution there, considering all the horrible stuff that's happened in this book. Yeah, I wouldn't go as far as to call it a cliffhanger, but it was a nice, it was a very intriguing ending, and I'm mm-hmm. looking forward to reading more. Yeah, I agree. But we've got to make sure that nobody else finds out about this kid, because we know that mind-reading thing is a, a desirable trait among the various supernatural creatures, and yeah. Yeah, it's a, sure is a pity she turned her great-grandfather, the king of the fairies, onto this family. <laughs> Oh, I'm know, sure Remy right? would be super cool if he knew that. Uh, right? Oh, man. Yep. Oh, well. Yep. Anything else? I don't know. What do y'all, what do y'all think about this book as a whole? This is the, this is the end of, of, of another Suki Stackhouse novel. It, uh, it was all over the place. It right? really was. Yeah, a lot, a lot happened again. But I think that's, that seems to be a trend is that there, there tend to be a lot of moving pieces in these books. Yeah, usually there's, there's one or two clear kind of through line stories like... What was the mystery in this one? That's a good question. What was the mystery? Technically, these are mysteries, right? Mm-hmm. And there's usually like a murder or something like that that she's trying to get to the bottom of. I guess it was the the, the murders of the wares in the that started the were war in the first yeah. place, right? Yeah. And the disappearance of Quinn, you could argue, is like the other mystery. I guess that's true. And yeah. what what was up? Whatever was up with Tanya Grissom. 
Yeah. Really? What's yeah, the yeah. deal with Tanya? But yeah, it didn't have those strong central storylines like the other books have had. Like it, we noticed that the the vampire war and the werewolf war were those are both wrapped up halfway through the book. Right? Yeah, that is true. And then just some other stuff happened. Yeah, and it's, it was interesting. You know, these characters are fun and cool stuff happened, but it just felt shapeless. Like, and then another thing happened, and then another thing happened. Yeah, but maybe these are all kind of like progressing a larger story, uh, an arc. You know, and at this point, see, these books are all just stepping stones. And yeah. Let's, Less standalone, uh, intended to be less standalone, I guess. I don't know. This is book eight of, I think, 14? So we're a little more than halfway through, but yeah. yeah. This doesn't feel like a grand arc to me. This feels like a, let's print more of these things and make more money kind of thing. We'll see where it's it's going, you know? It's fine. They're good. Yeah, they're they're very entertaining, but they're they're certainly... (laughs) Uh, also pretty silly. Yeah, they remain enjoyable and easy reads. And I definitely want to plug the uh, audiobook versions. They're narrated by a woman. I think her name is Joanne Palmer. And she does a very good job. They're really entertaining. I got to say, uh, I, I hadn't listened to it, but I was uh, visiting with my brother. And he's been listening to them. And he played it for me a little bit. I was like, oh, yeah. that's actually it's pretty good. It's good. I, I, do, I am a little irritated by some of the accents she does. But overall, I mean, she does Sookie's voice just Perfectly, that's I just think. what Louisiana's sound like. No, she does Eric's <laughs> voice, and it's weird. No. You did you did you? It's I'm not like that, but it should. I do be. not want to be the vampire king of Louisiana, Suki. Yeah, <laughs> that's what I'm assuming it sounds like. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The problem is she doesn't do that voice. She doesn't, unfortunately. Yeah. Yeah, right. It just doesn't. Not not a whole. I mean, things happen, but you're right. It it was it was a little all over the place. Yeah, I felt because that some of the previous books I, I thought were real page turners because of the the central mystery was really strong and mm-hmm. it all connected and stuff like that. But this, yeah. this this seemed like it was more setting a stage to me. You know, there's a new vampire king. There's like this new this uh, this fairy. Like it seems like there's some. Some pieces being assembled that I'm curious where they're going to go. Yeah, I think you're right. It feels like they're setting up for whatever's next. All right, that's it for this week's episode. Next time, we're going to be moving on to book nine, Dead and Gone, and we'll be reading chapters one through six. I am Alice Sullivan. That's Blue Bonnet Cafe on Instagram. I'm Jeff Lake. That's Jeff underscore Lake on Twitter. I'm Michael Sparkman. I still don't have one of those. If you have any questions, comments, or feedback, please drop us a line at hello at armadillo.club. We love hearing from you. Please share this with anybody you think will like this. Please give us good reviews, especially on iTunes. Please check out our Patreon at armadillo.club, where you can also see some cool merchandise and learn about our other podcasts. Please like us in real life. We're just so likable. Until next time. Good good night, night, Sophia. Sophia.